0: Doing today. Welcome to another episode of self Shoes the Ship. I'm your host Joshua Self, and I got with me my good friend Michael Karan. How's it going, Michael?
1: What's good, folks? What's good, internet people?
0: So, um, over the past couple weeks, there were some things that happened, like locally to me at Wolf Chase Galleria, which is not too too far from where I stay, and a place that I frequented. Um, over the past, uh, however long the place has been there. and There were some black gentlemen who were wearing hoodies at the mall and the mall security called the police on them. The police come and handcuffed these guys, escort them out. And another gentleman is recording this incident while it's happening. And he too is arrested and walked out of the mall. So, about a week and a half ago or so, there were these four white women, uh, middle-aged white women, who decided to go into the mall wearing hoodies and specifically made sure that they had their hoodies up, and they were told a couple times to put their hoodies down, and then they'll put it down, and then put them back up at a later point, but their whole point was to show that even though they had the hoodies on, which is breaking some sort of unwritten uh, mall guideline, that they were not harassed by the police, they were not arrested, they were not escorted off the premises. And they wanted to show the disparity between black men and um, white people wearing the same garments. One of the biggest issues that we've had is there's this notion that if a black person dresses in a certain way, then he's okay. But they were pointing out that it doesn't matter what this person is wearing. It's simply the fact that they're black and they're there. Um, Even Yo Gotti, a local Memphis rapper, um, he tweeted about it, you know, about them uh, pointing out the injustice here. Um, not far from where I live, uh, the Wolf Chase Galleria. So I wanted to see what your thoughts were on this, Michael.
1: So there is like so much to like compact from this, like this, like from both, st- like from first of all the first part of this story where the person who who was filming it, it turns out he was also a commercial appeal, re- a former commercial appeal reporter, which mm-hmm. that's got to be like like the biggest hilarious like hilarious joke that oh we arrest this black man who's recording and it turns out that he actually used to be a reporter like it almost the story reads like something out of like almost a sitcom
0: yeah
1: like 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 a you fucked up for the like for Memphis for the security like that's that's what i, I when i first saw that i was like that was you know i thought that was going to be the end of this and Second of all, like, I, I love the fact when white people use their privilege to show what privilege is. Like, that's, mm-hmm. like, and, pe- and white people, inst- like, some white people get mad when you use the word privilege, and they say, well, I've never had it easier because I'm white. And I want to take the time to explain to some of our viewers who may have a misconception about what we mean when we say privilege. Privilege does not mean you have it easier because you are white. We are saying there are things that you are not going to have to experience because you are, because you are white. Like these women, they had their hoodies up and the police came over to them and say, Hey, put your hoodies down. They put them back. Like they left, they put them back up. They didn't get extor- escorted out the mall. Nobody else was watching them. Like again, Josh, I'm, I'm sure you remember when we were in Nashville, when we went to the polo I remember. store I remember. and, you know, we walked in and a woman was looking at us and eyeballing us the whole time we were there. You know, we were flipping through shirts and you know, I could feel you could feel her eyes on the back of your head. And when we asked her for assistance, like, oh well could you help us like help us do something? She got scarce.
0: Yeah. Like that was the crazy part. It was like <laughs> it was legit afraid. It's like we're we're in a public place, it's well lit. There are other employees here. Like, how are you afraid?
1: Like, and, and the thing, and we didn't even have hoodies on. Like, if you know, if you see us in per- person, I don't, I don't think I'm intimidating. But you know, that also brings me to another point. I saw a very interesting quote. Um, is it that I'm intimidating, or are you intimidated? Yeah. Because those are two different aspects of thought. Those are two different perspectives. If I am putting on a persona to be intimidating, then yeah, I can understand why you might be intimidated, but you being intimidated is not something that I can bring about unless you choose to feel that way. Mm -hmm. So kudos to these women for highlighting and using their privilege to show just how, how privilege works and how, how deep it cuts because they didn't have to do that. That, like that, that's the one thing. And this is this is for my black people and people of color. When you have a white ally who is choosing to use their privilege to help, don't make them feel bad about having privilege. Ask them to use it to help. Because privilege ain't gonna like it's just not gonna go away. Go away overnight. But you know the the most we can hope for is that we have people on our side to say, oh, hey. This is wrong, let me show you how it's wrong. Because these women knew very well that you know, there nothing was going to like no one was going to accost them in the mall, no one was going to, you know, be behind them or worry about them because they understood what the game was. Oh, because I look this because I don't give off this air of being intimidating, I'm not going to be followed and if Someone just happened to say something to me. I can go right back to doing it, and there's not going to be a problem. I'm not going to get escorted out the mall. And you know, you know, for black people, it, it's this is a, it's one of those things where you, like you when you try to like this is a good example. If anyone, if I was trying to explain to someone, well, what is privilege? This would be my example. You take these young black men; they were wearing hoodies, and they had to get escorted out the mall. And a person filming the incident had to get arrested. Whereas, you know, these four white women do it and, you know, nothing happens. If anything, they draw attention to a problem and they get shouted out by a rapper. Like, like, like I, it, it speaks for itself.
0: Yeah. So on the, the women in particular, um, back in the civil rights movement, in the 60s, there was a woman, Viola, um, she was the only white woman who was killed as part of the civil rights movement. And I bring her up specifically because in order for any type of social movement to be successful, you need people who are in power to back it. Like it, it will not work if only the people that are being oppressed are fighting it. You need Allies. You need people who are in positions of power, who are positions to make decisions and whatnot to support this cause in order for it to have any amount of success. And having these four white women um, basically go out of their way to point out this injustice to me is fantastic, it's phenomenal. And it's one of those things where when people say, what can I do to help? This is the kind of thing you can do to help. Like, it's not like it cost them money or anything. All I had to do was take a couple hours of their day and walk around a mall. Like that doesn't really cost anybody anything. And yet the impact that it had is profound. Like their ability to give specific example as to the differential treatment, like it's, it's such a big deal, you know? And, um, I applaud them for it, and I thank them for it. Um, I really appreciate what they did, you know?
1: And, you know, it's good to have moments like this, I, I, especially when you live in a city like Memphis, because, like, you know, for some people, you, you when you live in a red state but you are in a blue section of it, it's nice to hear these things. It's nice to get these victories because I promise you we have so many lows like our next story, man, like that – Yeah like when i like went i remember when i sent it to you i thought to myself like this is legitimately like the scenario that nra speaks about and they continually talk about well there's like when we talk about the whole there's got to be a good guy with the gun in the scenario and i remember reading this article like he was the good guy with the gun what mm-hmm. happened and Like, I'll I'll, I'll let you break down the story, Josh, because I I can't, like, with that one, because that one, it actually, it it upsets me a little bit with that one.
0: So for those of you who don't know, um, Mr. Jamel Robertson, a security guard at a bar, um, there was an assailant who began shooting. Uh, Apparently he shot, like, four people, but Robertson was able to use his gun shot back, and he eventually he's able to apprehend the assailant um, and, like, hold him in custody until the police arrive. So the police arrive, which is basically like, all right, now they can take care of this guy, you know, put him in cuffs and everything. And instead of them coming in and arresting the attacker, instead they shoot and kill... Robertson. And the thing is, like, there were um, other people in the area where this happened, and they were telling the police that Robertson is a security guard. But the police disregarded what the civilians were telling them. And instead of trying to assess the situation, figure out what's going on, they assumed that Robertson was a threat and killed him. So instead of dissolving the situation we're just going to shoot this guy and kill him and the crazy part is that he wants to be a police officer like that's the worst part about it to me that this guy who wants to eventually become a police officer instead winds up dead at the hands of police officers after doing something heroic you know like you're stopping what could have easily been another mass shooting, and we all know we've had way too many of them this year alone. So this guy's like, hey, I can stop this guy. I've had training. Or I have a gun. I can bring this guy down, and he does. And no good deed goes unpunished.
1: You know, like, me and Josh were talking about this during the pre-show. Like, I have two frat brothers who work security in downtown Memphis. So, you know, I, and they do amazing, amazing work down there. Like one of them, he was shot defending something. Like he got a, he got shot defending somebody before. And I think to myself, like, this is crazy. Cause neither of them have anything that says security on them. Like, uh, like they, they have security badges and security, like, you know, headsets, but like, I, like one time I came down there, They didn't have security shirts on at that time. This man had security gear on. He had words saying security. Like the people, the witnesses were saying, he's security, he's security. Like what more, did did the man need to have like a neon sign pointing saying, hey, I'm security before officers would maybe stop to think like, oh, you know, maybe this person works for the bar. And then, like, the crazy part about it, apparently, like, the police, like, they were trying to frame it as if, oh, we didn't know he was security. We didn't have any frame of reference for that, even though he was wearing gear that said security. Like, it ha- like you have all these people shouting it. Like, it's just, it's the type of thing that when it happens, like, it almost doesn't feel real. You, you look around and, like, you, this reads like a bad joke. Like I, didn't, like, I didn't even get so far as to find out that he wanted to be a police officer, but that just adds to the insanity of it, if you ask me, is that this person who obviously wants to do good by his community and did good and is rewarded with that good by being gunned down by the same people that he wants to be. Like, the gravity of the situation is just, like, it's appalling. And then you have people want to say, well, oh, we weren't sure, and he, we like we, we didn't know he was security. But then you you find out that oh, he had gear on. You had crowds of people yelling as the police arrived that he was security guy. He was a security guy, and like it also brings me up to like another issue. I know like we've talked about this, but we talk about you know when the NRA talked like where has the NRA been with this? like has anyone heard a statement from them anything because usually like this is like the main time like when stuff like this happens they talk about the there needs to be a presence of armed guards or armed civilians or people who are trained in the manner of taking people down well we had someone who was trained to take someone down he did that and look what look where it got him like you know in you think to yourself like when we like what happens like when people like Mr. Robertson are not there. Like this very well could have just been another another club that got shot up. There could have been 11 or so more people there could have been so many more people hurt and killed and he stopped them and his life was lost in the process of that and it wasn't even by the assailant. Like I don't did, did the article say if the assailant made it out alive?
0: Uh I'm actually 100 sure, but I'm pretty sure he, he's still alive.
1: So this is, so the person who went through the trouble of shooting people live, The person who stopped him died at the hands of the police. I just want to know. It almost is like an Onion article that just went really less.
0: Yeah. It doesn't even seem real. When you have people who are supposed to assess the situation. They're not supposed to escalate it Um, and make these radical assumptions. And you've seen like with um, some previous footage and other incidents where you have what seems like two types of officers. You have the one officer who's like, I want to jump out and start shooting. Um, they have the other officers that's like, what's the best way I can take this guy down without having to kill him, you know? Um, like there was one where the guy's like requesting for a taser. Um, and he's like, let me get this taser so I can take this um, fugitive down without having to kill him. But before he gets that taser, the other officer jumps out Right with no hesitation and just shoots this other guy to death, and we have things like that. We have the certain police officers who don't hesitate. They're just like, "I'll not worry about everything else later." I
1: mean, but, I mean, so but but, but, I like, but Josh, but Josh, you got to think about it. Like you know, our society has kind of you know bred us to this point of it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Like I mean,
0: that's the unfortunate <laughs> truth
1: of it all. I mean, like. If I shoot some like if, if I shoot somebody tonight, I'm going to jail. Like and like before the like if I don't end up dead, I'm going to be in jail, and then I might get executed while in jail, depending upon who I'm there with.
0: Yeah.
1: But if a police officer shoots someone, you know, oh well, there's got to be an investigation. You're going on paid administrative leave. You know, granted, you know, I I, I imagine. I, you know, I ain't never fucked up at my job, and someone was like, "Michael, go home with pay." Yeah. Like, like I promise you, you know, there's that's never been something that's been told to me. It's like, hey, you made an inc- like you made a life threatening or you know a fatal error at work. We're going to have to send you home, and you're still getting paid.
0: That's that's crazy, you know. <laughs> like. That's the case like you know what I, I need a vacation,
1: so let me go fuck somebody else up. I mean, look, if if that's how it works, if that's how it works now at everybody's job, like I got a few people I need to talk to in HR. Like no, like that's what we're gonna do, like let, let's let's murder around the like let's make this the norm across the board. You know, if you make mistakes like this, then you know you you should be allowed. Like I, I feel like that should be the norm, right? You know, I fuck up at work and someone gets hurt and I get to go on leave while y'all figure that out.
0: Huh, yeah, like imagine if um, a pharmacist fills a prescription incorrectly and the person dies. But they don't. They don't. That don't your life. Whatever. Are, they like, are on leave for two
1: weeks or whatever. Josh, let me let me just tell you, like, in my job, if you get a certain amount of errors, like, like your that's your license. Like mm-hmm. that that's the pharmacist's license. That's the the technician's license. That's in no way, shape, or form or do we want that to happen. If you make critical errors that lead to something, because that's a lawsuit. That yeah. is that's and. You know, we we talk about this as a society. What needs to happen? Like, what needs to be done? Like, how do how do we train our officers? How do we retrain these officers? And like, and it it's getting it's growing to a point where it's like, you know, oh, is anything being like? You really want to ask the question: Is anything being done? Because it's like you see this in the news, like every time you turn it on, and you know it. It gets to be depressing. Like, I, I feel like that's something that we can all agree on, right? Like, yeah. you know, we're all kind of getting sick and tired of seeing about it. I'm, I'm a little sick and tired of having to talk about it. The moral, the too long didn't read version of this is that this is a problem that we need to try to fi- find a solution for. Because I, I think as a country, as a people, as a society, we're tired of talking about it but until we actually do something about it it's it's going to remain a problem and we need to figure out a solution a logical solution because i don't because i don't think it's logical like oh we just take away all the guns that's not logical but i also don't think it's logical give everybody the guns we need to find the spot in the middle where we can all
0: meet yeah <clears throat> so before i wrap up the show um Did you see the uh, the Jill Scott video? Oh, man.
1: Look, there are some people I need to send that video to because their technique was weak. (laughs) (laughs) But that's neither here nor there. No, but I saw. first of all, I didn't see the video initially. I saw the memes that came from the video, and I'm like, Okay, why why am I seeing how to, why did I get married and why did I get married to memes like that? That movie is old as fuck. What didn't happen? Yeah. And so I I did some digging. I was like, I saw Jill Scott, and I was like, okay, I'm not a, a Jill Scott fan, but you know, I, I've been known to live my life like it's golden once or twice. You know, it's a catchy song. But when you see this video, man, man, a friend of mine had a saying, uh. She sucks
0: a mean dick. <laughs> so, when I-, I had a couple things about it. One, I'm not a Jill Scott fan, and most of the people that are her fans are like, she's been like this the whole time. Like, that's just something that she does. So, I'm just like, wait a minute. So, you need to tell me that I didn't missed out on all of this like, for the past, however long she's been an artist. I mean, this is new to me because I'm <laughs> just not a fan of her. So, all y'all real Jill Scott fans, uh, get at me because we, we need to talk about something. I, I
1: mean, look, if if this is what being a Jill Scott fan is all about, she's giving out pointers like this. Fucking, you need to give your, your your wife, your girlfriend, that girl you thinking about, hey, give her a Jill Scott. Say, hey, you want to go to a Jill Scott concert? <laughs> just, out the blue, just... Look, I, I'm. T- look, if Jill Scott's ticket sales don't go up after this, I don't know what will. <laughs> this is the best kind of promotion. Like, yeah. shit, this is this is fucking. Uh, you mean you tell me I get to listen and be entertained by music, and she's giving out free sex tips? Like, y'all know that most motherfuckers will make you pay for a show like that, right? That's the burlesque, like that's the precursor to a burlesque show. Mm-hmm. She is giving, she is putting some of y'all on game, and y'all, she and she gave the game away for free. This video is online right now, folks, for free. You can find this video on YouTube, on Facebook, just free game. Some of y'all need to be writing it, like taking notes, and you gently caress the balls after this, and just let it on your face. I've never. That's what y'all need to be out there doing. Y'all, y'all need to be taking notes and thanking Auntie Scott for giving her, giving you some of this free game out there because it might help y'all keep somebody. Maybe that's why she was living. No, that's why she was living her life so golden because Nick, like she had a nigga she was doing that to, and that nigga was ready to. You know what? What you need, baby. It, I. I promise you, if you do that to a dude who is fucking up in your life, I promise you he will turn his life around. His credit score will go up. Fucking get a new job. That's the look. I'm telling you, good head, great sex could put a person in a, the best kind of mindset to take on the world. I'm just late, ladies. Late. I'm speaking directly to the ladies in this group. In this, do that for just one month. Wake your man up like that. One month of that. Or put him to sleep like that or wake him up like that. And don't see if his life don't change for the better. Don't see in that month that he didn't fucking got employee of the month. He'd been promoted. Graduated. That's the kind of game y'all need to be putting people on. Scott was out here fucking preaching for y'all and giving y'all the blueprint. And y'all are not taking advantage of it. That's what I'm hurt by. She has given y'all this gift, and y'all are
0: just sitting on it. That's my time, y'all. <laughs> you know, I was talking to a friend of mine, and she was like, why are all these guys talking about it all the time? And <clears throat> I wasn't sure about it, because it's, like, it's not the first time you've seen you know, a uh, a real or fake blowjob being given, but I think because the video is public, you're able to talk about it. You know, as opposed to what you personally experience. You know, it's hard to talk about that. Like, you don't really want to talk about like you and your girlfriend or you and your wife, whatever. But because this video is public knowledge now, it's easy to have like a a conversation out in the open about it. You know, it's like you see it, like yeah, yeah, I saw it. You know.
1: I, I, shit! You need to post it on Pornhub. How to properly give a blowjob? I, <laughs> I promise you, you will somebody out.
0: Yeah, and, um, I, I thought it was pretty cool, and I mean, just got come to Memphis. I might have to give me. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie about it.
1: Look. I, look, I did not seen so many motherfuckers on my timeline, like, dressed up like a microphone, like, when Jill, <laughs> when you find out Jill Scott's got coming
0: on tour to your town. <laughs> yeah, man. <Right. clears throat> I think that's wraps it up for the show today. Uh, appreciate you coming on, Michael. A pleasure, as always.
1: Uh, not a problem but i'd like to oh before i go i gotta give a shout out to my home chapter alpha beta delta of phi beta sigma fraternity i also have to give a big shout out to my frat brother uh davis uh he just recently put out uh a music video online under the uh, his stage name stereo he is a memphis artist and y'all definitely need to go check Mm -hmm. him out um i'll definitely send josh a link to his um his video that way when he post the podcast he can also post that link
0: yeah we will definitely do that and thank you all for listening and we'll catch you next week
1: just that new wave, hate hey, a face, stank, look like Rocky hit hit 'em. Should've stayed down, bake out a down bait, rocking with 'em, I sweep it, pound cake. Better know they rocked it with him, know that damp and pound fake. Know I spit that pop and sizzle like my red similar verse. blood circles, riding waves, twitching bursts with throwing shade. Get exposed like a light out of cave. They all read in a hurt. Some of the flat side space. I don't trip off him. work, they rocking with them run. Roll some phone, they died in me, gon' praise me